is corruptible fall let it wither everything that has been magnified Lord exalted against your knowledge against your truth the reality of who you are I pray let them crumble this morning I ask God for supply of the spirit of Jesus that excellent awesome man in whom all things were finished all things were complete. Our captain, our Lord. Help us find his path, his way. How was his posture? Posturing of heart. Why he was even here on earth and even right now seated in glory. Our champion, our captain. Connect our hearts with his this morning. Help us to perceive his mind. What is he thinking about? this very moment. What are the thoughts of his heart? What are the meditations of the heart of Jesus? Help us to find it. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. Mercy. Let mercy elevate our mind, our consciousness up to pick his love, his will, his heart, his meditation. Help us, Lord. Help our heart to arise in faith this morning. Let the Spirit ministry of the spirit transport us Lord by words Lord into this place thank you our God
give you glory. I pray, Lord, this morning, let no heart, let no person go home without being blessed today. Lord, come and take this ministry, amplify this ministry of your word. Come and let this be your moment. Come and shine in this moment, even in our hearts, oh God. Bring the light of the knowledge of the glory of God, even in the face of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Use my heart. yourself as you are glorified may we see you may we see you said if I be lifted up if I be magnified if I be exalted I will draw men to me come and draw us to you Lord as you amplify yourself by your doctrine thank you our Father we give you praise in Jesus name we pray Amen. Amen glory to Jesus morning to you. Have your seats. Thank you. Praise God. <coughs> Please, you can welcome someone today. Just, um, you can get up if you want. You can move around. Just say, I'm happy to see you. How are you? <laughs> morning, how are you? Jesus. Amen. Okay, let's uh, settle down if we can. Thank you, Father. Praise God. Let's open our Bibles to uh, let's let's go to first John. Praise God. I think we have the late, uh, privilege to have the newest couple in town.
seen in Marriage of the Glow or something like that. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, marriage is awesome, eh? <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Oh, thank God. Thank God for taking you all the way to Nigeria and bringing you back. And uh, I've heard the testimony. Everything went well. We give glory to God. Amen. The Lord will bless your union. And he will take it over and use it for his purposes. And uh, you will be blessed. Your home will be blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, let's open to First John chapter First John chapter two. Glory to God. Verse twenty. Or we can read from verse, let's see, verse eighteen. 1 John 2, verse 18, it says that little children, it is the last time. And as you have heard that, uh, that Antichrist, as you have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists whereby we know that it is the last time. And they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But ye have an unction from the Holy One and ye know all things. I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is an antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same at not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son has the Father also. Let that therefore abide in you, which you have heard from the beginning. Which, if that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you also shall continue in the Son and in the Father, amen. amen. And this is the promise that he had promised us, even what? Eternal life, which is where that continuity will lead to. And these things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you, but the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you and ye not you need not that any man teach you but as the same anointing 
teacheth you of all things and is truth and is no lie even, even as it hath taught you you shall abide in him. Praise God. The anointing which, which you have received of him abided in you. Glory to God. Let's see verse 22. Praise Jesus. And who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He's an antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Who is a liar but he that denieth the, that Jesus is the Christ? Is asking like a question. He is antichrist that does what? Denieth the, the Father and the Son. Praise God. So, what he's speaking about denying about Jesus is not just saying, um, speaking about denying Jesus just fully as a person. He's um, showing you different aspects of um, nature, so postures against who Jesus is. Um, the first part is nature of lying, right? That there's a lying nature. And he said that lying nature has to do with the denying of Jesus, that Jesus is the Christ. That is denying the Christos, the image of Christ in Jesus. We know that's the first part um, then. Then there's further, further than being a liar, there is what you call an antichrist. Praise God. An antichrist is somebody who, has, who is able to deny the father and the son. Praise Jesus. Now, this antichrist is, we know, of course, antichrist here is... He's, he's Antichrist. He's, um, he's not saying he's the Antichrist. He's saying there is what you call, the Bible calls that, aha, uh-huh, that Antichrist, or what do you call it, sir? The man of sin. There is the man of sin, there's who he calls that Antichrist. He speaks about that Antichrist in verse 18, where he's differentiating between antichrists in plural and that antichrist. In verse 18 it says that little children it is, that, it is the last time and as you have heard that antichrist shall come. Then even now 
So there's that, that Antichrist that will come, but even now there are many Antichrists whereby we know it is the last time. So how we know the last time is that Antichrists begin to emerge. Now the word Antichrist, that's what he's explaining in verse 22, that Antichrist, not talking about just the man of sin now, we're speaking about the nature of the Antichrist's nature, that the Antichrist's nature is not just a nature that is in opposition to the nature of Christ. When you hear the word Antichrist, it's not just a nature that is in opposition to, it's not something that's in opposition to the nature of Christ, but it's something entirely different. It is something that has the power to oppose an entity that has the full stature of Christ. Do you understand what I mean? So what you call antichrist is not the spirit that you are resisting when you are trying to learn Christ. You don't need to, you don't war against that antichrist spirit when you're trying to learn Christ. Rather, what you warring against are lies. Praise God, you understand there. The spirit of a lie is, the Bible says, what is a lie? It says lies, no lies of the truth. It means anything that is not of the truth is a lie. Praise God. Hallelujah. But there is, um, there is a, a kind of spirit or a kind of a stature in the spirit that is called Antichrist. To bear that name, Antichrist, is not a small name. Or it's not a small um, kind of spirit. It's not, a, a, it's not uh, an ordinary uh-huh. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a peculiar kind of spirit, what you call the Antichrist. And he said that actually, that, that Antichrist spirit, how we know that is the last time, is when you begin to see many Antichrists. So it means that it's not that nature of an Antichrist is not common, or it's not that easy to come by. That in fact, when you begin to see that such spirits in operation on the earth, that's how you know that it's around last time. That word last time is speaking actually concerning the timing of the souls of men. That when men's souls are coming towards the last time, then you begin to see the, the spirit of the Antichrist. Now, the spirit of the Antichrist, um, he... He rests upon, he rests and he sits upon a foundation. He actually has a foundation too in the soul. And the foundation of the Antichrist is what he call lies. Right? It's lies. So when, when lies, are, when lie has been heaped up and heaved up to a point where it will begin to call forth the, what, the nature of the Antichrist. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, so th- that lie, you have to, so that's why every soul has to be delivered from lies. Right? Every person must be delivered from lies. If you are not delivered from lies, you will. 
it's possible that there can be a work inside of the soul that where the nature, the spirit of the Antichrist can sit upon or can rest upon. Praise God. And that's the reason for the, this spirit here. Um, let's see verse 22 again. Thank you, Jesus. Um, he says, who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, that he, he is Antichrist, that so that's the first one. Deny that Jesus is the Christ is one thing. So that is the lying nature. It's a nature that denies that Jesus is the Christ. Uh, to deny that Jesus is the Christ is more than just saying, I don't believe in Jesus is Christ. That's more than, it's more than that. Even though that can be part of it, but it's more than that. It's anything called denial is speaking about denying within yourself that Jesus is the Christ. So when you, you get born again and you begin to get to know a Jesus, you know, you start to know Jesus from when you are little as in the faith. He first manifests to you as Jesus of Nazareth. We all know that Jesus. Then after some time, he now begins to try and make you believe. He will now bring a gospel to you that is telling you that I am the Christ. Are you seeing that the same, almost the same kind of path which the Jews went through? Jesus actually has to, every Gentile has to go through the same almost kind of dealings with Jesus. They expose you first. Jesus of Nazareth, thank God for this synoptic gospel. Um, and all Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Praise God. Hallelujah. Through that, we can get to know Jesus of Nazareth. Then after some time, he now has to begin, he will begin to take up a gospel that is, that's preaching to you and will tell you, I am the Christ. That word Christ means I am the anointed one. He's speaking about his image as the Christ to you. Mm-hmm. And then, when he preaches that gospel, when that gospel is being preached, every soul is in a position to accept it or deny it. To, to deny it is not, there is no, you will not have an occasion to maybe physically say, I deny him as the Christ. But where you can deny him is in the place where he's preaching to you, which is the inward message that occurs when it's time to transition from just knowing Jesus of Nazareth to a time when it is right to begin to see the image of Christ in him. Praise Jesus. So, Denying that Jesus is the Christ, it looks something like a soul not wanting to accept, not wanting to allow that same Jesus. Remember, that's the way Peter was preaching it on the day of Pentecost when he began to preach in the book of Acts chapter 2. Right? He now began to tell them that this same Jesus, why was he saying the same Jesus, because 
it was making reference to the Jesus which they knew, which the Jews had crucified and which they killed. That same Jesus of Nazareth has God, let's start Acts chapter 1, verse 11. I see, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? It's Acts chapter 1, not this one, please. This is Acts chapter 2. Let's go to Acts chapter 2, where he said, This same Jesus, as God made both Lord and Christ, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Acts chapter 2, verse 36. Amen. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made that same Jesus. So he calls him that same Jesus, whom you have what? Crucified, both who? Both Lord and Christ. That was the next episode of the gospel. So, after the, the day of Pentecost, the Spirit, when the Spirit came upon him, right, then he began to speak to Israel and tell them that it is, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made that one, the Jesus which they knew and who they crucified, both what Lord and Christ. So that Lord and Christ is, that is a different knowledge, right, that that same man has been made Lord and Christ. Now, who that Jesus means to you, to you, you're not the one, you were not there when he was crucified. So you might not relate with him in that way, but there are elements of him that you relate with as a Christian. Now, there will be a time when they begin to preach that same being as the, what? As the Christ. But when they begin to preach him in that kind of way, the soul can reject him in that capacity. And when the soul begins to reject him in that capacity, um, the soul is, what you are rejecting is the truth, right? What is the truth? Praise God. Truth is... Um, you know, Jesus Christ was saying that he came to bear, um, let's see, let's see what he was saying to Pilate. Let's open to, can you find that place where he was before Pilate? Bear witness, okay, that's John 18. Verse 36. Thank you, Jesus. John 18, verse 36. It says, and Jesus answered, uh, My kingdom is not of this world. For if my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. And Pilate therefore said unto him, Are thou a king then? And Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause 
came I into the world that I should bear what? A witness unto the truth. And then everyone that is what? Of the truth. Heareth my voice. Amen. So, so it means that Jesus of Nazareth, this was Jesus of Nazareth speaking. And Jesus saying that I came to, to bear witness of the truth. Now, of course, the truth which he bears witness to is, is in him. Right, There's, the truth is in Jesus. Right, and then in the book of John, uh, I think it was chapter 14, he was saying um, that I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the what? I am the life. Praise God. So Jesus was creating an avenue through which there can be a witness for him, so that person called Jesus, why God raised up Jesus is for Jesus to bear witness of the truth. What's the meaning of that? To bear means to carry, to carry the witness of the truth. Praise Jesus. Now, there was truth existed before Jesus. Do you agree that? When Jesus Christ came, it did not, it was not the first time that truth was manufactured, right? Truth, we know that truth came from the Logos, is a property of the Logos. Then the reason for Jesus, why Jesus was made a man, right, is for God to have opportunity for the truth to be given to man. He said, okay, man must bear it. According to John chapter one, he was saying the word was then made flesh and dwelt among us. Then we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of what? Full of grace and full of what? Full of truth. So grace and truth, the reason for, the purpose of grace is to give access to truth. Right, grace is for truth. You have grace so that you can gain access to the truth. So Jesus bearing witness of the truth, the reason why he was made flesh was to bear witness to the truth. What John 1 was saying, it was made flesh, the Logos, and we beheld his glory as of the word, only begotten of the Father that was full of grace and truth. Glory to Jesus. And then he was telling Pilate that for this reason, for this cause, came I into the world that I should what? Bear witness unto the word, unto the truth. In that same John chapter 1, it says that law came by Moses, but what? Grace and what? Truth came. Came by Jesus. Are you seeing that? Uh-huh. So you see why they will now tell you that anybody that denies that that Jesus is the Christ, who is a liar, but him that denies that Jesus is the Christ. They, they spoke first concerning Jesus because Jesus Christ is the doorway. Uh-huh. So this concept of truth, if you ask somebody 
just generally, maybe an unbeliever, I say, do you believe there's something called truth? You say, yeah, I believe there's truth. They can believe there's truth. In fact, they can even tell you, they can go as far as telling you that God is the only person who has the truth. But that's not the same thing as believing that Jesus is the Christ. So believing that Jesus is the Christ is showing you, is speaking about the only sanctioned way that Christ or that truth has been ordained to come to man. And they say that the way they put the language here is, who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? So it means that anybody who, who is not denying this is not a liar. But anybody who is denying this is a liar. So if anybody is denying this thing, so who is a liar? Is a person who doesn't have the truth abiding in them. Praise Jesus. A person who does not have what? Who doesn't have the truth abiding in them. That person is a liar. So, but the the um, there is an attachment of what you call truth to the, the person of Jesus. God made it that way that nobody can find truth except him. Even though Romans chapter 1 tells us that the invisible things of God are clearly seen in nature in all the things that are made, right? That speak of his eternal power. Verse for the visible things of him from the creation of this world are clearly seen. See verse 20. Being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, they are telling you the extent to which the things that are of him can be seen, even by the things that are made. That as far as his eternal power and his Godhead, there are things about what their signature of God's eternal power and his Godhead in things that are made. You find them in things that are made so that they are without excuse. But you cannot find these things in the things. I want to show you something. I want to just magnify a little bit about Jesus. To us, let's understand why is it Jesus? Why Jesus? The way God has ordained it. You can find if you really look at the sky, you can see you see things about God there. If you look, if you study the mountains very well, the other time we're looking at viruses on Wednesday, right? And we're seeing attributes of things, wisdoms, all kinds of things. Um, but those God's things can be visible through creation. And this is one of the seduction that people have, why a lot of people who don't believe in Jesus, who do not, they don't believe, subscribe to Jesus in any way. You know, even when you come to the Jews, the Jews are close, it seems as if they are close. 
It's just that that Jesus thing, they just couldn't deal with that one. They said, this one, we can't accept this one. It's you reducing God into Jesus. We can't accept that door. And there are a lot of people who, they can, they, there is almost in them a conviction about God. Even in nature, they believe that there is a God, they believe there is you know, a power out there, they believe, why? Because they have some kind of sense. You know, some people are just completely foolish. You know, like the Bible said that he's only a fool, I would say, in his, own, in his heart. Uh, that's the most foolish thing any man can say, that you must be really, really foolish. It means that you must be blind to so many things. You must be inwardly deformed on your, in your soul for you to be in this world and say there is no God. Uh-huh. But there are a lot of people who, they, they, they are not foolish in that way, but it's just that they are, they, they are able to see God in things. They can see God in nature. So we just like, why do I need to go to church? I just, when I go to nature, I just connect. I just see God is, to them, they feel maybe God is everywhere. You know, they say even God is inside you, even in your humanity. Wow, when you do, you do something nice, you just show love in one way. Ah, I, I just saw God. This is God. This is all these things. Show Bible, show, no, leave those things. This is God. Maybe you just you know, take care of a good Samaritan. You clean him up. You bring him to your house. You take care of him. It's nice. Give him food to eat. Add him to your will. You know, those kind of things. <laughs> they say, ah. They say, kind. After a while, they won't tell you that the, the God of the Bible is still wicked somewhere. But this is actually the real God. This kind of behavior. This is what we call That's how people, men, uh, worship <laughs> Those things. And it's possible that what that guy did has attributes of God in it. There's something about, we know it's true, there's something about godly, about taking care of the, you know, someone who can do nothing for you, but going out and being hospitable. Are you getting me? So, so but the error of men is man, even though they can see, and what they are seeing are invisible things of God which they can see in creation. But there is a problem with that. God did not, did not compact and store himself or things about him in creation as truth. Do you get something that we try to explain what we call truth? Truth. The fact that you can see attribute of a person in something, it doesn't mean that, that what that thing is showing is really the truth of him. Truth has many things about it. There is something about truth has to do with also accuracy. It's very clear that, like that thing I just described just now, that philanthropic, that kind of thing. It's very clear you can find that inside God, but that's not all God is. What about the God that kills? Right, what about that God? That, are you getting one of them? There are many things. So if you study, even though God distributed his knowledge, that distribution of himself in creation is for the purpose of some kind of witness that, that the earth should not be without a, a perception, a smell that, of him, that there should be something that if you are not, if not descended fully into foolishness, there should be so much in the environment on the earth that should be able to make you perceive God. And then that should inspire something in you to look for the truth. Praise God. 
So truth, what is truth? Truth means accuracy. It's actually, that's accuracy. That's not all the meaning of truth. But truth means the, it's the right knowledge. Truth means exactness. It's a kind of, a, truth means without error. There's no error. There's no, um, there's no mistake. It's accurate. Accurate. So, there's a way in which God, there is how, when God was given the truth, you have to understand that before Jesus came, there was no truth in the world. There was no truth in the world before Jesus came. Right? Grace, the law came, there was law, but law is not always equal to truth. It's not every law. Now, there's a type of law that's equal to truth. We know that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that law is a true law. Uh-huh. But not every law is to go to truth. The law of Moses was not equal to truth. But if you read the law of Moses, you will see some things inside there that speaks about God. When you actually go to, the, to heaven, if they can take you to heaven, and you can see how the heaven is, first heaven, second heaven, you'll just be seeing God everywhere. God, God, God. Ah, you look at how the, all the might and dominions, all of them. When you, the arrangement is just God. You see God everywhere. But if you just stay there and start reading them, what will happen? You will not have what? That thing called truth. Without truth, you will make mistake. If you ask me, how can God frame someone like Lucifer and the way he was made with everything when it comes to pattern of things that pertain to the, world, the realm of glory? When you see him standing in that world, you say, ah, oh, this guy, everything is complete. He looks like everything is complete. But one thing God never gave him was truth. That's one thing God never gave him, just it's truth. Even though their their arrangement aligns, the way the law aligns, when you check out the law, that thing is is true, man. Look at the tabernacle, it's not lying, everything is in place. But just reading the tabernacle by itself, the way the Jews read, the ones who killed Jesus, they also read it too, all the Pharisees and everybody. They didn't just read it, they they walk there, some of them. Around the temple, they have they go there for meetings, they come back, everything. They, it wasn't a foreign thing to them. They grew up with the pattern. Do you understand? Heavens, angels of, in heaven. They are they were raised and set in their places according to the you know the laws of God. But there is something special. Truth is special. Truth is a special commodity inside God. That one, God left that one behind. I just, he didn't bring that one first. He kept it behind. Praise Jesus. It was until Jesus came when he made the Logos flesh inside a man. So Jesus Christ was, is the first embodiment of truth. That was one of the things that made angels worship him. There was something about him. There's an exactness. Who will be in the brightness of his glory. 
they express that what makes exact image of his person. An angel, when they look at God, they can see, they read the, the law in God, they can see them, especially those ones who, are, who behold him, those spirits, who he made spirit, those high ones. When they look at God, they, they see themselves in him, but they can't tell there's something else about him that is not committed to us. There's something about him. It's, that thing is, is called truth. Truth is, a, truth is a special commodity because of truth is powerful. Praise Jesus. And why is that? Because truth came from God. It's like, it's an aspect of his nature that God releases, right? You know, he he is called the only true God. That's, if you want to crystallize what is this real, what really makes him him that nobody has, is that thing called true. That is the only, there's no, you cannot find anything like that, that is no one can be as true as God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. There are some of these things, these things I'm teaching you are things you have to know. There are, sometimes you will not know why you need this wisdom until you, you, you stumble upon, you are, rich, you are approaching a stumbling block. You know there are stumbling blocks everywhere. There, you, can be, you can be joining in the spirit. While you are joining, one door just opens up. And you look, and the door looks exactly like where you feel you are going to, but it's not. But it's not. It, at that moment, it would take, it, you, you must have some things inside of you that can interpret that door and find fault in it. When you are joining in the spirit, people who make mistakes, most of the time, I mean, catastrophic mistakes are a lot of times there's some kind of wisdom that they ought to have gotten in a particular season which they missed out of, either maybe through their pride or because God is resilient. If God wants to get something across to somebody and sometimes he has to fight your nature, he will, there are things about you that doesn't want to receive that thing. God can wait. Sometimes he can wait for years. He can wait for some time to get is a kind of safety that he wants to give to the soul. Praise God. Joining in Joining in the spirit, when a, when a man wakes up and the man decides, okay, I want to now, get, I want to journey, I want to go to God, I want to fulfill my destiny, I want to fulfill my path, I want to journey, that means I want to move in the spirit, I want to journey in the spirit. Then, and the soul begins to rise up and begin to move. You realize that the path that you want to begin to take is an ancient path. All kinds of beings have passed through that way. Those places. Are you seeing the, the world and the way where all these thoughts are coming from? You, ancient spirits have played around these things for some time. All kinds of spirits. Like all those spirits who fell in heaven. Even Lucifer himself. He knew these things. I seen all these many, many things when, that are inside the Bible. I didn't just know it in just written scripture like this. He, he had a spiritual representation of all the laws which the Bible is trying to communicate to you and to give to you. 
And they have, all of this spirit, they've walked in that path. And in that path, many of them have studied the path. They've studied themselves. They've studied things. And, and those, who are, those, those of them who are wicked, by wicked I mean twisted, have also invented devices in that path. You see that the journey of going to God, there are all kinds of things in that place. <laughs> that's why, that's why this, the only way that is sanctioned for men to follow is the way of truth. Truth is the only insulation. If you try to know God by any other means, you will stumble, you will jam some spirits. And spirits are Spirits are what? They are willing to lead, not just willing to lead. They are higher than men. They have things. Say things. What do I mean by things? Someone can can maybe mistakenly cite a spirit they shouldn't have seen, and they might not be able to take their gaze off for the rest of their life. Spirits are powerful, and God knows who those things are. He knows who they are. That's why there's a lot of safety, different things that the Lord has put around souls who, who want to journey in this path. There are some spirits you should not see before time, before you have what, is, what it takes to, to take your eyes away from them. When they are, when they, they unveil themselves. Praise God. You know, just the inventions of men can take hearts away. You just, some will just, you, will just be lost. You can't find that person. They just found something that is exciting in this world. So how much more spirits? Spirits. Do you understand what I mean? I bring forth. You saw the side, 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 lapel to saw side. Mm. I come to show side, 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 le hose better. Thank you. Thank you. Let's see. That's a tongue for us. Here you go. Catania no soprate venasicate minata. Repetorio so penio cotovena macatalia, catalia, catania, catatalio so pana catalia nanata. Vretetetania temio ton to ton your saita. Vrentemicon to saita. Vrancotomio coton to saita. Vrentino saita. Evontio saita. Evontio saita. Elentio site. Evrontio site. Site, 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 site. For a man is as a product ticket or cotantio saita. Avrento site. Site, site, site. Image site. Image site. Image. I say image site. Image site. Image site. Image. 
image site, image site, image site, 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 site. For there are things you should ought to see. You ought to see image. You ought to see image. For there have been corrupted images that you ought not to see. There are corrupted images that you ought not to see. For as you behold image, you conform into the image you see. So I have come to give you sight to descend images. I am giving sight to descend images, to descend image. For even I, I am an image. The image of Christ is in me. You ought to see my image that you conform into the glory I carry. For it is by image. For there are many glories. There are many, many glories. And they come to you by image. They come to you by image. They come to you by image. For there is one glory, which is even my glory, which is my glory, which you be as you behold my image. You are conforming into my glory from glory to glory. I say, behold my image. I am given sight that you begin to behold the image of truth, the image of truth, the image of truth. For image raises is raised by truth. It is raised by truth. I am bringing truth. I am bringing true sight for to behold true image. I am bringing and giving true sight for to behold true image. For there are images, but they are descend by my sight. They are descend by my truth. They are watered down by my truth. I am bringing you sight. Sight to behold my image. Sight to behold my image. And even sight not to look on what you ought not to look. There is that image which is my image that I have conformed into. The image of where I have come into. You ought to look at me. It is that season where you ought not to be weary and stop not at what you have seen, but keep looking. Keep looking, for it is from glory to glory. It is from image to image. It is from sight to sight. I have come to give you sight. I have come to give you sight, to turn your gaze, to turn your gaze. For many have seen wrong images, but I have come. I have come. I have come with my power for to change your gaze, to change your gaze, to elevate you and to raise you and to raise you just as how the angel said this is how they looked and they worshipped me because of my stature because of the image it is because I was looking unto my father look unto me look unto me I am giving you sight to look for you ought to look at me I have said looking unto Jesus I am the author and the finisher all the image you ought to be it is in looking at me look look I say look at me for the sight to look is given if you are willing to look amen Amen. praise Jesus glory to God amen Um, there is a key difference between the the Um, the way of God's witness before Jesus and now in the New Testament. Before Jesus came, um, you can have, of course, the Jews, they had their testimony. God gave them, this is how, okay, I want to to represent myself to you in this way. He gave them their own, but 
what we know clearly that the way what the Jews had was not the only representation of God's knowledge on the earth. We know that. We know that in the Old Testament, you see different kinds of men who are not Jews, who had God. Someone like Balaam was in one corner. Someone like Jethro in the wilderness who was actually a priest of God. Some, after a while, Moses had issue. He was the one that everyone had to come and give Moses some wisdom. Say, there are some things you can do, do this, do that. He was a priest. He didn't have law. He, wasn't a, he was a Gentile guy, but he was a priest. No, he wasn't a priest of idols. He was a priest of God. I will tell you that men, you, and we, we don't know all of the way God witnessed himself on the earth to different kinds of men and different kinds of people. Like you, you saw those wise men who came from the east. They are not Jews. <laughs> Jews didn't even know that someone had been born, but those ones, they are able to read star and from, from the star, they, they could tell, ah, something has happened here. Or this is, uh, <laughs> those men, they were, those wise men, they, all, they, were, they had stature that had to do with things. It's, it's possible that they have been, maybe they've been tracking God somewhere through the stars. You understand what I mean? And one time the star told them his son has been born. And they went to go and look for him. You you get what I'm saying? So there were different kinds of people. So that time, I don't want to call it Old Testament. Let's just call it before the New Testament. (laughs) Because when you say Old Testament, it tries to narrow it down to what the Jews had. But that was just one, the word the Bible zeroed in, in God's representation of himself to the Jews. So before Jesus came on the earth, there was room for what I call rogue operatives. You know what I mean by that? Rogue, rogue operatives. That when it comes to God, men who can use God are different ways. They have their different ways of accessing him. Balaam was a mountaineer. He's only, once he climbs mountain, he can do and undo from that place. <laughs> Using the knowledge of God. Are you, do you understand? So you are different kinds. So it was like God, it was an open season of the knowledge of God on the earth. But the New Testament, you, you, now have, you have Christians in New Testament who are trying to behave like that. You know that kind of rogue behavior where you just, you have your own interpretation, you have your own Revelation, you have your own. This one. See, that one is your revelation. This one is my own. That's your all those kind of things. It's, it's gent- <laughs> you know, the fact that someone got born again doesn't mean it's not a Gentile. Gentile nature is Gentile nature. You say, that's your own revelation. Yeah, I have my own. That's a Gentile nature. <laughs> well, because it's a lack of understanding what was the main import of God bringing Jesus. When God raised one man, that's what Jesus was saying to Pilate. You're talking about my kingdom and all. No, forget about that thing. He said, I came to the earth for one reason, to bear witness of the truth. Right? That without, before me, there was no truth. I came. Truth means when it comes to the, the, the New Testament order. Of, and it's only in the New Testament that 
can result in God committing himself to men. The commitment of his self to a man and then let a man own him as his own. Only in the New Testament, but that thing God will say, that man cannot come there without truth. There is. So Jesus Christ said in John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That life is the end. Right? You see, life, the life, is the life which man ought to come into. Praise God. Glory to Jesus. So, like that, that prophecy was saying that you have to see Jesus. That was Hebrews chapter 2, but we see Jesus. Right? We see Hebrews 2 verse 9, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God should what? should taste death for every man. It became him, for whom are all things and by whom are all things, in then bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through what? Through suffering. Um, so the, the scene of Jesus, um, now what makes you see Jesus? That's one of the things I want to see. Is it Bible? No. Most part of the Bible was in existence, but men were not seeing Jesus. While these rogue guys were operating, all these things were, were there, praise God. It's not just the Bible that makes you see Jesus. There is some, a provision that God gave. He's actually, he's a Kai, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. The enabler, the one who God gave to help for the seeing of truth, it's called the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth. Say spirit of truth. I've taught before, Holy Ghost has been on the earth for how long? You think Balaam didn't have any Holy Ghost on him? How was he seeing vision of the Almighty and those things? It means that the Holy Ghost was representing visions of God to prophets. It was the Holy Spirit who was doing that, but the Holy Spirit could do that, but he would not take a vision from the economy of truth. He would just step outside truth and use things that God has already allowed to, to be present in the world. You know what I mean? Even in heaven, it's possible they can just open heaven up to Balaam and make Balaam to be seeing heaven and study heaven and all of those things. Do you understand? But Balaam is very clear that one thing that Balaam will never have seen, even though he can see vision with his eyes closed or what are they open or something strange like that. But praise Jesus. But one thing that Balaam will never see, he will never see truth. He can never see truth. He won't, the, the way that he will see it will not be in the, in the fashion of truth because the Holy Spirit has not entered into that ministry. 
he hasn't been commended to, okay, now, become the spirit of truth. Praise God. Well, so that spirit of truth, Jesus was speaking about him. I have things to say, but you can't bear them. But how be it when he, when he, the spirit of truth is come. What is his job? Is to, is to guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. Whatsoever he shall hear, that he shall speak. And he will show you things to come. What's the meaning of this? Whatsoever he shall hear. So it means that he, he won't just begin to show things of his own accord. There will be a ministration, a ministry capacity that the Holy Ghost will enter into and he will tell you, wait, in this realm, me too, I have to hear. That there's, we are moving to the arena of top secret things. The, so the classification of this information is high. It comes by a, by a sanctioning. It comes from the very top. Anything that has to be that has to do with truth, the Godhead must sanction it. Do you get that? It's not just there is a representation of God in creation. If Holy Ghost goes there and show you something, you know all revelation are not the same. Holy Ghost can come and reveal to you first heaven, second heaven, third heaven, and go away. I say, oh, first heaven, third heaven, and you, you talk it and everything. But he didn't, he didn't show you the truth of it. The soul might not have the truth. There's something about, there's a truth about those things. That thing, it is a special ministry of the spirit. Because anybody who can know God are in truth. That is, is, a, is a special kind of thing. He said that God is spirit. In, in John chapter 4, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. It's a kind of worshiping. The kind of worshiping in spirit and in truth. Praise Jesus. So I know you have to tie worship to revelation. You can't separate worship from revelation. Right. Do you understand? So that spirit of truth, so when he, the spirit of truth, is come, then he will guide you into our truth. He won't speak of himself, but he will take of what? Whatsoever I hear, he will speak. He will show you things to come. Verse 14. He will glorify me, for he shall receive of mine. Are you seeing that thing called mine? And then show it now. Who is speaking here? Uh, Jesus. So, when he's saying mine, what are those things? Is it, then he says it's mine. Then all that the Father had are mine. So it's the same thing that is in the Father. That is theirs. He will take off mine and he will show it to you. So what, what Jesus Christ, and boy, you, you see in Romans chapter 1, they are saying the invisible things of God, that those things are clearly seen in nature, even the eternal part of eternal power and Godhead. But those invisible things that are clearly seen by nature, it's not these things. 
that are mine. Yeah, because if it's those things that are mine, Jesus will not say, you have things to say. Well, you cannot bear them now. He will just say, hey, go outside and look. Everything you need to I just came to tell you that you can start learning God now. You see how the mountain is falling? God falls that way in the most holy. Or you see the way the stars shine. God shines like a sun in that way. Just go and learn everything. That's the way man is, man is deceived that you can know God like that. But when Jesus Christ came, Jesus Christ, he went to go and choose the uneducated people, both in terms of the law and in every way. Those men were not too smart and sharp according to this world because what they should know is a, is a special kind of knowledge. Someone can know Bible. Someone else can know truth. They are not the same. They are not on the same pedigree. Someone who knows Bible, with all his Bible knowledge, will make him mistake. Someone who knows truth will be accurate in his walk. Do you understand me? It's, one thing about truth is, truth is the antidote to error when it comes to the service of God. You know, I know the people who make error the most are those who know a lot. The, the more you know, the more error you are liable to make. Because there's something, knowledge sort of registers in the soul, almost like a license. When you feel like you don't know something, you won't go there. When you feel, I have read, I've read about it, I know about it. You feel you are, you are able to venture into that world and do and undo and do things. That's where error comes from. Do you understand me? But the truth is the, is the, is the representation of how God will represent himself. And is he also, he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the word, and the life. Then he said, no man cometh unto the Father, but by me. So it means that the, all the invisible things of God, which are clearly seen, cannot take you to him. Even though you can see them, you can perceive them, but those things cannot what? They cannot take you to him. Are you getting me? That's why a man's goodness, being nice, being all of those things, cannot, you can't, those things are not commendable by God. It's only truth. When God is looking at a person, God is trying to find truth in them. Let's quickly go back to that, um, that first John chapter. First John chapter two. Verse 22, glory to God. It says that who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, he is the word, antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. So you have explained that thing about denying that Jesus is the Christ. What, the, what is the meaning of that? Is when you are trying to, to, when anybody tries, does not want to take the way of the offering. You can never find the Christ, the nature of the Christ, which is the nature of truth, except in Jesus. Do you understand? You cannot, you cannot find the nature of Christ except where? In Jesus. So if you go back, it says, verse 20, that you have an unction from who? The Holy One. That unction means an anointing that you have from the Holy One, and you know 
all things. You have an unction of, from the Holy One, and you know what? You know all things. So, this Holy One here, who, who you call the Spirit of Truth, or the Holy Unction, is the one who, what makes him, when does he stand in that office as the spirit of truth? Like I was saying before, when he was relating with the prophets, bringing revelation to them, bringing visions, that was not as the spirit of truth. It was just the Holy Ghost in operation. So in what kind of ministry does he qualify as the spirit of truth. Simple. Can you tell me? New Testament, put it in another way. Things of Christ, okay. No. Somehow, when, they are, when God was teaching Moses about the sanctuary and sanctification, was he not teaching things of Christ? Those are things of Christ. So, so what makes the Holy Spirit, what is the uniqueness of that thing called the, the, spirit, the ministry of truth? What makes him the spirit of truth? Okay. Meaning? Coming to God. Okay. Anybody have, have I think you just one phrase or one word. Or something. Revelation. Okay, yeah. All things. Amen. Precision. Accuracy, I understand. <laughs> it's true, everybody's correct. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just looking for a particular. Okay, I'm saying that what, what makes the ministry, what is the activity that qualify the ministry of the Spirit or, or qualify the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of truth? Teaching of what? When he's speaking, what is here? Everything is correct. But... <laughs> Glory. Okay. <laughs> Amen. This is the answer. The ministry of, of the spirit of truth, the Holy Ghost is standing and operating as the spirit of truth whenever he's teaching Jesus. Wow. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> when they were revealing holy place, most holy place, they weren't teaching Jesus. Wow. Wow. This verse is just inside my spirit. I forgot the full. As the truth is in Jesus. That is. Uh, Ephesians 4. Is that it? Yes, Ephesians 4. For ye have not so learned Christ. Go to verse 20. Let's go back again. Don't be tossed. Verse 14. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about by say, every wind. By the slight of men and cunning craftiness where the where they, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, verse 15. 
but speaking the truth in love. It is only through speaking the truth in love that you may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Only the truth can do this. To grow up into him, you see, into him in all things. Without this truth, you can't grow up into him. John the Baptist grew and grew and grew and grew. He got to a place, he stopped. Growth stopped happening. And by that time, he had already arisen above every man that has been born of a woman. But at some point, they say, sir, you can't grow more than here. There's the, the, all the knowledge and the apparatus of the spirit. Do you know how much spirit was on John? A, a wilderness breed. A, a person that they, you know, wilderness means spirit. Right from his mother's womb, Holy Ghost was there. They have been, spirit was a spirit man. So, so any limitation that John had, it wasn't for lack of Holy Ghost. Can we say that safely? We can safely conclude that. You can, can you be as, I doubt you can be as filled, instead of just measure of the spirit as, as can they take you into wilderness? And the, the kind of thing that they can, that kind of operation, you know what I mean? Praise God. So, but he got to a point where he has a reason. More than every born, man born of a woman. He said, not as a like unto John, but the least in the kingdom. It's greater than him. Means that all of the resources which the spirit could use to raise John, he used it and it finished. It got to a particular point. I said, to, be, to arise more than this place, something else must come. There's something called the truth. Truth is to, to, be, to, to be rise up that you may grow up into him. So are you getting me? Only truth can, when they say him, who is him here? Jesus. So it means John did not, could not grow up into him. John himself even admitted this. Even the sandals of his shoe. I'm not even worthy to tie, to just tie the sandals of his shoe. Means I can't even get to the level of his feet. I, 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 all, with all my rising, I can't get to even the level. For um, the, the level means that the ground where he stands on, that with all my development, I'm still below the ground. That do you know who John is? When Balaam sees John, he will call him his senior brother. He will greet him. And say, sir, when you see, that's almighty Balaam. Ezekiel, Isaiah, Daniel, all of those terrible men. Abraham, all of them. They will will greet John the Baptist. They they will say, this is our elder. What of Elijah, who went to heaven raw? They will greet John and say, this is my elder. And then he's, he looked at the foot. He said, I'm not worried to tie his shoe. I'm not up to the level. Are you, are you seeing something? You we don't know these things. We won't appreciate the ministry of Revenue, New Testament. Oh, he's just there. Yeah, well, there. You don't know what. If you know what. See, those, those clouds of witnesses that they're talking about. If you know what they are thinking, when they watch us misbehaving, what's wrong with all these people? What is the meaning of this? 
It means that you have, you have access. You have access to truth. The exactness. The exactness. It means they've given you privilege to learn God as he is. To see him as he is. You know what manner of love the Father has given unto us that we should be called the sons of God. Does not yet appear what we shall be. When he comes, we shall be like him. Are you seeing? John never had that hope. He could see the kingdom from afar. Say, I'm the voice crying out and make straight the path for him. The kingdom of God is at hand, repent. He could hear out concerning it, but he knew that he can never get there. That's another right. He, he could see the allocation in the spirit that these are for another people. Which people? They are for a people whom the Holy Spirit will be given mandate and sanction to begin to take off what is in him, what he calls what is mine. Praise God. Said, but speaking the truth in love may do what? Grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Let's go on. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the word. Now, this, see this operation of the body here. He's talking about the complex operations in truth. When you come into, I said that before, before truth, you have the era of rogue agents yes, who can take the... the God's knowledge, turn it upside down, divert it, convert it to their own use. All kinds of things were happening before. But when you, you never see the concept of body before the New Testament. When Jesus Christ came, the concept of body came. What is the meaning of body? Body means alignment, precision. There is not, it's not a, so it's not by how you feel. I feel like a leg today. That you stay there. No, no, now I want to be thinking from tomorrow. Can you attach me to the side of the head? <laughs> or then the hand will say, no, I don't like this hard job. I like, I like running. I want to go to the leg. I get to me. It's, it's the, the wisdom called body is, a, is an invention of truth. It's actually an, an invention. You will never hear body before. It is in the arena of truth, you now see that there is a, that truth is, the, it calls in the, it said the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So, so when you say body, it has, it's not just about you and Christ. That when you move up and you go to how Christ relates with God, there's a body operation there. Do you understand me? Tell me, what is it? Let's try and look at this body thing a little bit. What is a body? A body, a body is a complex organization of living parts that operates for the fulfillment of a, a single purpose. 
In other words, your, your feet will not live differently from your, your, your body. When it's, it's time to run now. <laughs> eh? Can you, can your body be running and then one leg will say, I'm not running, I don't like this pace, I want to slow down. <laughs> if you, if they open your eyes to how the body works, this thing is, is the body is actually too mysterious. Every, it's almost as if every cell is contributing. You might not, you might not see it, that, you know, just to see, you don't know what each cell is doing to align with what the body means body means togetherness body means that nothing function outside the collective rule and law and the prioritization that is everything works in unison Are you seeing that? That's what you call body. Anything that's outside the body, you cannot, cannot function with the same kind of, you know, we've tried to make prosthetics and all that, like if someone doesn't have an arm, you can create a prosthetic arm, and they've gone very far in that invention, but it's difficult to make something that's not part of the body behave like it is part of the body. No matter how advanced that thing goes, it will not, it can never be like, like the body. There's something about the, the, the body, they subscribe, it subscribes to this, every cell has the same truth code. They all share the same truth code. Yes. When you're, you're happy, all your cells are happy. If you are sad, all your cells are sad. Wow. Hmm? If, you're, if you're happy, you know that, that when you are happy, there are some happy hormones that's released. When you're happy and smiling, they take the tiniest cell from your back of your leg and test it, they will see traces of that hormone there. Well, that cell is also happy, too. It's, what is it? It's a smile. It's a smile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you wisdom about this thing called, this thing called truth. Mm-hmm. It has to do with the, it's the, it's the learning of of, is a body that God wants to create, right? And how would you brace the body? You must, God had to start with the head, right? And then put the, everything in the head. That's truth is in Jesus. Praise God. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplied, 
according to the effectual working of in the measure of every part. According to the effectual working in the measure of every part. That's what truth does. Truth produces effectual working in the measure of every part. Every part, truth. It's only truth that can make you not deformed. No, you can be deformed in your learning. You learn too much of this one and ignore the rest. You will, and most of the time, the one you learn more are the one that, that aligns with your, your, your corruption. <laughs> that's, that's the side you like. You know, the, the side you like about God is the one that likes that aligns with some things in us that we like some things. So the part of you that doesn't like sacrifice <laughs> will not like the aspect of God that exhausts sacrifice. You won't be seen getting revelation about that area. It won't be, you understand? You'll be getting all that revelation. But God is good, yeah. <laughs> you understand everything about the goodness of God. But the, 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 the kind of mindset that made him give his only son, you know that's also a revelation about God, okay, right? That aspect that made him sacrifice his best thing for man. You know we don't learn that aspect. We learn it from the aspect of receiving it. <laughs> Let's know who we are in Christ Jesus. Our, our new creation reality is because you want to get, you hear that that is a good thing that you can get things from. What about the mind behind that gave it? Can you learn that type so you can be giving like that too? <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> so it means that if they leave us, we will not learn all those things about God. So, only the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth is the one who administers learning. Another wisdom of body is proportion. Everything is proportional, proportionate. Proportionate. The right ear should not be longer than the left one. The left leg should not be longer than the other one. There's a proportion of, it's in the, inside the code of the body. But are you seeing why you should not, they can't just set you loose to go and learn God from nature. You become a beast. Your own, when you will concoct the aspect of God together that you like and then you rise up, what do you see? It's not God, do you see? A monster. How would they raise the Antichrist? You think it's by some other th- something? Check everything that Satan does. It's like God's own now. God has his, his own prophet. He has his own prophet. <laughs> God is sealing with his name. He went over sealing with his own name too. All the operations are the same. It's just a copy, because it's true what God made that he's deriving. But he's, God said, you are filled, because of your traffic, your merchandise, you are filled, your mist with violence. Violence means you are violating the order. You are, not, you are not taking things with their right proportion. You left your place. 
you, are, <laughs> you get that. That in itself is an anti-posturing or positioning nature. Leaving his place. It means that everything that he will do will be against the order of God. Do you understand what I mean? Praise Jesus. So, the school of the spirit, which is the school of truth, the, what the ministry of truth will do is to produce an increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Next verse. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord, you walk not as other Gentiles. Let's move farther, further to that place. You have not so learned Christ, verse 20. So he was speaking about the Gentile way, right? So, it is, so it's very clear that Gentiles also have le- their own learning of Christ too. Mm-hmm. Which, which, in, which is sponsored by the vanity of their mind. Maybe we should go back and read that place. It's not, we shouldn't get tired of reading that thing. Eh? So we can be warned. This therefore, I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you walk henceforth not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Okay, go on. Having the understanding darkened. So it means... It's not that they stop understanding. But the problem with the, with the Gentile is their understanding is dark. It means they understand, but understanding is darkened. They can't see in truth. They can't see properly. When they understand, it's dark. So the way the thing is arranged in them is wrong. It's according to the sponsoring of their vanity. So they have an understanding that makes them alienated from the life of God through the ignorance, because of the things which they ignore. In the process of their understanding, they ignore certain things. Do you know that this world we call this system that we're living in, what we call the Western world and all of that, even as our economic system, our social system, many of it came from the Bible. Almost all, most of it, when you look at how they frame the society, a lot of the Western governments, it came as Judeo-Christian roots. It wasn't just men who were just thinking and saying, what's the best way to organize society by themselves? Many of these men were, were learners of the Bible. They use, even when you look at some government, where you separate the legislature, the judiciary, the different arms of government, even democratic sense somewhere is also good in terms of separation of powers and all of that. It's, it aligns with somehow the wisdom that God gave for Israel to be ruled. You have the priesthood, you have the, 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 the kings and all of that. Then you have the prophets. Amen. Now, um, but you see that that system, those, that wisdom, which was, was mostly founded on Judeo-Christian roots, has become a highway for sin to ride upon. That the other thing at the end, that this so-called system we built is now taking man even away. That man now rose up one day 
I was now beginning to say, there's really no God because of our, our advancement. But the advancement of the civilized world has Judeo-Christian roots. So when the guys were laying foundation of those things, to the best of their ability, how can we build a civilization? Are you getting me? They included morals in there, making the family the, uh, what do you call it, the bedrock of society, all kinds of things in the acknowledgement of the, the man as the head of the home, having the function and the responsibility to provide for family, all of those things. Those things were there, built up institutions which, with all kinds of wisdoms from the Bible. But at the end of the day, one of those things that have matured is leading to men who are now saying that God is not needed anymore. Are you seeing that? That you can use Bible thought. You say, no, I'm going to rule my house with the Bible. Yeah, you can do it. And Satan can be start sitting down there at the end as a king. Using Bible sense is not enough to, to keep the enemy away. Because while you are trying to use Bible sense, you will ignore some things. The problem here was the ignorance that is in them. It is the only kind of learning where you will not ignore the things that are necessary is when it is done by the spirit of truth. Only the spirit of truth can can give an education that is immune to corruption and that cannot be hijacked by Satan. So it's not learning Bible, it's how you learn. Who is teaching you? How are you being taught? You can be in a, in a, in a community where the, even the ministry of the world is ongoing and you might be learning it with you. You just find your own way. Ah, I found the wisdom. I can, this scripture, that one, this is how they, blah, blah, blah. But you are not experiencing the ministry of truth. In the end, it will show. Because what that will be raised of will not have what it takes to withstand the word corruption in the hands. See, through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. Let's go on. Who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness, to walk all uncleanness with greediness, Verse 20, but ye have not so learned Christ. Means your own way of learning is different. Verse 21, if so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. So you've heard him and you've been taught. How have you been taught is an alignment with how the truth is in Jesus. So, a different way of learning. So, your learning of Christ should be the way it is in Jesus. As the truth is, the way it is in him. The way you you will try and look for truth anywhere you can never find. Jesus is a unique, is a unique stature. Is a, a unique, he was framed uniquely. You can never find anybody like that, like Jesus. Now, this is, let me tell you guys something. This, you see this season of, we are now where that almost like we just pure atheistic mind. God 
You know, such thing cannot last, you know that. It's not, it's not sustainable. It's just like an experiment. Uh-huh. So after some time, people will come back and calm down. They'll realize, well, this thing doesn't actually make sense. Why? Because it is, it is a counter, it's counterproductive. Do you understand what I mean? It's like you eat from by cooking with stove, and you see stove doesn't exist. What will happen after some time? Stomach will start telling you that stove exists. Do you understand? Simple things like that, right? Like you, 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 uh, you let's say you you stand and there's a chair beside you, and you say chair doesn't exist. When your body starts getting tired, you realize chair exists. So let me try this thing. It's actually, and you sit down. You know what I mean? So that's how this thing is. You can't. It's not sustainable. You can't, you can't be in the world and say that there's no God. <laughs> because everything speaks concerning him. There's a place where life came from somewhere. So this old pure atheistic kind of thing is not sustainable. That is not the end of the Bible. He's a fool that says in his heart, that's a kind of foolishness. The end of the Bible is not men who say there is no God. That's not the men the, the men you see in the Bible. It's men who blaspheme God. Who yes. we know you are there, but there's something strange in us that gives us a strange strength. Uh, do you understand? Uh-huh. So this atheistic nonsense. That's just it's just a, a little phase. But after a while, those things will be phased out. Governments will realize. Nations will realize. It won't be. They will know. You understand. The real problem, and this is what you need to prepare for. Don't be afraid of atheism, no. Forget that. What you need to prepare for is men who will begin to ascend and arise with knowledge that has God in, its, in their context, but not according to truth. Those are, the, those are the men that will begin, the kind of souls that will begin to arise. They are the men of the end times. That's what that second first John was teaching us. That's how you know that it's the end, really. Are you understanding me? And you will see them everywhere. After a while, they will be, they will be with us. But there will now be a season when they will now step out. God will allow them to come out so that it will be revealed that they are not all of us. Let's go back to what's of time. Let's go back to the first John chapter 2. Verse 18 again it says, that little children, it is the last time, and as you have heard that Antichrist shall come, and even now there are there many Antichrists whereby we know that it is the word, the last time. Verse 19, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. When they say us, 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 who is he speaking about? He's talking about company. Those who company together. 
around the knowledge of God. That's us here. Those who company together around what? Around the knowledge. That there, will now, there will be a time when there will now be a separation between those who were learning God or Christ by the spirit of truth and those who are not learning by what? The spirit of truth. That will be the separation between them. So all of these guys who will be accompanying around, they, are, they will be church people. Here, John is zeroing on church people, really. <laughs> He's not talking about the wicked guys there. I don't believe all these guys here are the ones who maybe are saying, no, we don't like church, let's just learn God in nature. Those ones, there will be men like that too. Satan will enter that place and raise men from that, from that stock. Those who are not church people, but Satan will find a way to develop his stature in them. But I'm, I'm speaking about those, these ones are the ones who were, they seem like part of us, which they will company, means so most likely these ones were those who were raised by the Bible. Not by looking for God in humanity and all. These ones would have been raised by who? By the Bible. Means that while everyone was sitting down learning Bible, they also were there. But they found something in them that made them to resist the spirit of truth and to pick up another kind of learning that is not by the spirit of truth. And he said that they, they, will be, they will all be going on together until there will be a time when they can, this season is what the Bible also calls a great falling away. There will be a great falling away it's for the purpose of manifestation. God will want those who have been raised by the spirit of truth to be manifest. Praise Jesus. He says here that, verse 19, they went out from us, but they were not of us, but for if they had been of us, that they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not of us. Verse 20, but ye have an unction from the Holy One. So, say Holy One. Holy One. You have an unction, and you know all things. Unction, say unction. unction. You have an unction from the Holy One. You have an unction. That unction is the spirit, right? You have. From who? You have from the Holy One. Now tell me, who is the Holy One? The Holy One. Who is the Holy One? Tell me. Huh? The, the only true God? Yeah, you can say that. This only one here, let's go to verse 27. You have to trace it all the way down to verse 27, then verse 28. That's how you will know who that holy one is. It's not God himself. It's him who shall appear. Him. You know, they kept using him, 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 him. Verse 27, him, then verse 28. And now little children abide in him, that when he shall appear, you may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. See, it's 
him that will come is Jesus. So that Holy One is Jesus that you have an unction. So the word unction here is not just saying that if it's, they are just saying, speaking about the Holy Spirit, just Holy Spirit, they won't say you have an unction. They will say you have the Holy Spirit. You have the Spirit of God. You have the, they will identify him as a person. They are, they are speaking as this unction as a thing that you can have. Do you get what I'm trying to say? This unction here is the same thing as anointing. They, they speak about it as an anointing later in verse what? Verse 27. So anointing is not just Holy Ghost that is bringing the ministry. What is unction? It is, say it again. Like oil in your vessel, okay? A spirit that has rested inside you is a, is a portion of the ministry. Yes. So, Holy Spirit Himself is the one who is the minister, is the, is the, I call him minister, is the, is the person. The Holy Ghost is the person of the anointing. Is a person, is anointing personified, unction personified. What is the meaning of unction? Unction means anointing with things to say. It's the, with a message. It's the, it's the spirit with a message. It's a, it's a spirit with a ministry. All right, so he's a personification of that. But there's him who is the person of the anointing and the person of the unction of the spirit. But he can give portion of himself. That's one great quality of the spirit is that he can pour himself. He can take, he can share himself. And what's the purpose of sharing himself is so that the ministry he's carrying can be transferred inside you to be operating from the within, from the inside of you. That is one law of truth. One law of truth is truth should not travel from without a man to within a man. So if, if you want to hear truth, you come to church, pastor, hey, speak truth to me. And the pastor will preach. Truth doesn't travel by, by that. If the pastor, God wants to use him to bless you with truth, somehow there must be, you must, you must receive an unction. Yes. 
it must, there must be, the ministry must abide in you in some way. It is from within. Truth never sounds from the outside. Truth always rises from the inside. God decided it that way. That's why you, cannot, you can't hear truth. It is a way of that, see that external thing. God doesn't trust that method. He doesn't trust just hearing from the outside. God, rather, but through hearing, there can be a giving of spirit. There can be a giving of the unction. But God wants the, the ministry of, the, of truth must be an inward ministry. It has to be a ministry that arises from the inward unction or the abiding anointing. Let's read further and see. Glory to Jesus. You see, if you read from verse, we've addressed verse 22, haven't we? Who is a liar, but he that denied that Jesus is the Christ. Right? You see why they call him a liar. So it means that anybody, so someone can read Bible and then begin to lie. So that his nature, God said, this, hey, this is a liar. But say, I read Bible, no, it's not enough. You are still a liar, sir. That the only thing that makes you not a liar is they will check how the truth is installed in you. It has to be as it is in Jesus. And only a particular ministry is the, it's only the spirit of truth. I have many things to say to you. You can't bear them, but how be it when he, the spirit of truth, spirit of truth is come. He will then take of what is mine and he will reveal it to you. So that ministry of truth is what deals with that lying nature, deals with lying nature, praise God. And then it says that, he goes on to speak about who is an antichrist. Is he that then denied the father and then the son? Amen. But let's, let's move on just to establish what we're speaking about. In verse 27, okay, verse 26, it says that these, these things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which you have received, is not starting with truth. It's not starting with truth. It's first. This is the, the first thing you must receive is an anointing that you must receive of him. There's a, this language is important. It's not, they're not saying from him. Even though we know it's from him, right? Because in verse 20, he said you have an unction from the Holy One. It's still correct. But this one is more specific, right? It's not just from him, it is of him. So the anointing that you are receiving of him is is more than just Holy Ghost. He's talking about the inward, inward, um, the, is, is a, is, um, this is a person, the person. Now, when the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost, hmm? no one laid hands on them. Jesus himself said, just wait in Jerusalem. And then when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with one accord and all of that, 
They heard what a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled all the place where they were sitting, and they appeared unto them, coals, tongues, fire, and all of that. And then, so there was just, it means that it wasn't a man that they were, it wasn't like Jesus now came on that day and then began to minister to them or something, and then they received the Spirit. That one was just the Holy Ghost that got them baptized. Then after the Holy Ghost got them baptized, Peter began to announce that this man has been made both Lord and Christ. There was another expectation in their heart. So they, they had received the Holy Spirit. They are now become candidates to begin to wait for visitation of truth. Right. But when it was time for truth to land, the ministry of truth to come to the people of God. It wasn't mighty wind or anything. It was person. Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? Jesus, the man came of whom we have to receive the anointing. He came personally. Say personally. Personally. He came. The, the, The man has to come. Because at that time, there was no truth. And there is no way. Where will you get it from? You can't. You can't get truth from anywhere. God has raised a one man called truth, and they sent him to heaven. He was in heaven for some time. Then they sent the Holy Ghost down, and they, were, they kept waiting. They were doing miracles and all those things, but they were waiting. There was nothing called truth until him, Jesus himself, personally, had to come. There, is no, there was no truth anywhere. There was actually no other way that man can find truth. If that mean Jesus didn't come. There's no way. They couldn't have, Paul couldn't have seen vision or something. No. No. They had, he had to, why? Because there is a way by which ministry of truth. This is where you begin to get to specifics that make men angry. Then when you talk general terms, God is nice, God is big, God is this, God is that. Men are happy. Why? Because you are giving them room to go out and do it their own way. Say, so, yeah, wow, God is so awesome. <laughs> I'm going to read my Bible now, very seriously. I'm going to find, yeah, yeah. But when you tell them, no, hey, listen, calm down. This thing, it's not just go and reading your Bible. They actually, um, um, it's with some guys. <laughs> Once you say that, you have introduced problems. To the equation. And that is the uniqueness of the New Testament. <laughs> There's nothing you can do to change that thing. Say it's with some guys. Truth is with some guys. Revelation is everywhere. Truth is with some guys. Nobody can ever arrive at truth without some kind of personal encounter. When, when you enter, when you arrive at truth, you can trace where it came from. It's, and it's by person who jump person, who jump person, who jump person, and persons, and that's how truth travels. If every truth you find, you will trace it somewhere to Paul. Saul of Tarsus. All the truth that Peter began to tear in the epistle, Trace it to Paul and then to Jesus. 
That was the reason why they raised Jesus. It's for that. Do you understand? And that thing of Jesus coming personally to teach Bible is very, very rare. I'm not saying it's only Paul. It happened to. I'm not saying it's only Paul. We don't know how many people that has, it, has, it has occurred to before. It might, have, it might have occurred more than once. Are you getting me? The, Jesus has unique operations. Sometimes when he wants to, maybe the ministry of truth is dead. You know, it can die, like all those dark ages of the church. They were able to cripple it. They, they fought war against it, and they stopped it. And then the church was plunged into, God had to find a way to bring it back. God has to bring, bring another season of apostolic ministry where he has to begin to encounter men again and show them truth in the Bible. Truth is like, what is truth? Truth is like, an, it's more about, it's like, it's an organization. Say, hey, take Bible, be there for a thousand years, you won't see anything. But when the spirit of truth or somebody who has this function we're talking about here, when they come and say, okay, that Bible you that has been scattered, bring it, let me show you some things. You begin to arrange some things by the spirit of truth. Bring them together. It's the, inside the spirit of truth is the code of what should be joined to what. What should be laid upon the other? Are you seeing those things of that foundation of the building of the house? Right? All the body fitly joined together and all of that. He spoke about the same thing with, in the, in the, with, um, with um, architecture. You know those things Paul was teaching about the house. How did he learn those things? Foundation. He knew about the foundation. He knew how, how the holy temple should be fitly raised together. And holy habitation. All of those things, they are, they, are, they are buildings of truth. It's only the wisdom in truth that can show you how to frame temple. If you don't have to, you build temple. God says, I can't live here. It must be according to pattern, the pattern by which a temple of the heart must be built that is habitable by God. Only the spirit of truth or this unction has the, the wisdom of that building. Are you getting what I'm saying? So this anointing, so sometimes if God maybe wants to, Jesus wants to, maybe a generation, truth is lost, unless he wants to resurrect truth again. He has to go and look for a man who he will develop apostleship in, such a person. And how will he do the apostleship? Jesus will just come and he will take of his unction and put it inside the person. And then Jesus will begin to speak to such a person from the unction inside of them. 
That is, that is an apostle. That's what makes an apostle. Do you understand? That's what makes an apostle. When you say an apostle talking, it's an unction. Inside. There's sometimes an apostle will say something. And you'll be like, yeah, how, how does that make sense? Show me the scripture. He might not show you the scripture. Six months later, he starts seeing the scriptures everywhere. Even he might not have seen it fully like that. He said, how? Why? Why is it like that? I said, no, it's truth. It's truth. truth. <laughs> what I'm teaching you today, Satan will fight this thing. He will fight it. He will use everything to fight it. He doesn't want that, you know, that thing. He wants the truth to be lost on the earth. He wants the earth to be full of people who carry Bible, who learn and learn and learn, ever learning. But not what? To what? Knowledge of the truth. Ever. What kind of thing? Me, I'm not even ever learning. <laughs> I learn sometimes, I play sometimes, I dance, I, do, I watch TV, I watch movies. I'm not ever learning. But there will be a season where there will be guys who are ever learning. When you see them, always learning. Always, always learning. You just tell you, hey, look, look, there's no time to play anymore. It's all about, it's all about God. 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 Say, so can we just hang out? What do you mean? It means that when it comes to Lily, they have reached ever. They are everlasting stature. They can't be broken. You can't separate them from the Bible. Ever learning, ever, but, but what? It's not by, so it's not by that thing. Then when you tell that ever learning guy, say, oh, but uh, there's one guy, oh, man, this guy has the truth. There's something about, there's something inside of him. There's the way when he opened the Bible, there's such an evidence about the accurate, the, the thing just, man. What do you mean? <laughs> what have I been learning since all this time? <laughs> These are the kind of souls they will begin to raise. They have no respect. They have no respect for exactness. They don't believe that God can decide how he wants to share his knowledge. They believe they should just be able to take it how they want. (laughs) They don't believe that God should be able to control. Say truth. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. says, but the anointing which you have received, so the one I said of him, is that this anointing here is not just we have Holy Ghost. We are talking about, it's special. This is a special thing. We are, we are talking about you coming into the measure of the Spirit. How does the Holy Spirit in Jesus talk to him? Let them cut it and pour some inside of you to begin to speak to you in that way. That one, they can't broadcast it like Pentecost. It doesn't operate in that kind of way. Any apostle, he would tell you the day met Jesus. Any, any apostle that cannot tell you when he met Jesus, he say, it's, not, it's a fake. The, among them that said, he's an apostle, 
Praise God. It's not, they just changed your title. Instead of Mr. I put apostle there. That was the day of his apostleship. <laughs> it's not by changing your name to apostle. The, it's the unction in Jesus inside you. That's how, that's what that apostleship is. And I've thought about this thing that it's not just everybody that has the unction as an apostle. Those, the, what marks an apostle are those who have it and are able to give it. Yes, sir. That's what makes you an apostle. They have it and they can give it, but you see, the, this anointing itself is for every Christian. Yes, Jesus designed every Christian yes. should have the same inward yes. anointing yes. that he has. That's what, that's what will make, when you, when you see him, if you have prospered by that anointing, when you see him, when you just look at his eye, you start laughing. You just both start laughing. Why will you be laughing? You know that this man has been hearing the same thing I've been hearing. When Jesus looks at you, he will be glad. Why, why will he be glad? He's like this. He knows that what, is, what talks to him has been talking to you. You have inside, inside, inside jokes that nobody outside can ever understand because... Are you kidding? When Jesus said, what about that, that thing about the Father? Remember that thing that we have? He said, yeah, that thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw that thing, the Spirit showed it because it's the same spirit of fellowship. Yes, sir. That is inside of him. That is, this thing now, this is life. There's no that life outside of this thing. You know that this unction is, is not some dry, boring something. When the unction is turned on inside your heart, you'll be hearing the secret joke that Jesus and God are cracking. <laughs> ah! So you know it's not every revelation that sounds boring and dry. Some are funny. <laughs> Some are like uh, onions. You keep peeling them. <laughs> Layers and layers and layers of. It's going to say this is just a, is a, is a token of gladness. Take. Those are the gifts that they exchange with each other in their own world. Say oil of gladness. The anointing which you have received of him abided in you. I love that. It abided. An abiding anointing. Abiding. Say abiding. 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 Stays. Resides. You sleep is there. You wake up is there. You're brushing your teeth is there. You're having a shower is there. Going to work is there. Coming back is there. So it doesn't stop speaking inside. It's involved with everything. It is, it, is, it, is, it is universal and it's, it doesn't shut down. There's, no, there's nothing that you say uh, you're looking at a bottle of water and you say yeah, I don't have anything to say about this one. This one is beyond me. Just go and read your Bible and then when you are open to Habakkuk chapter <laughs> teacher of all things. When you when you've tapped into this thing, you don't you don't you, you don't need to go and kneel down and pray for five hours to get spiritually refreshed. 
You can just walk around and look at the butterfly. And the, the unction has something to say about that fly that just passed that refreshes your soul. Every time he talks, he pours something on the inside. He pours refreshment on your heart. Someone who has the holy unction is constantly spiritually refreshed. Constantly. It's not every time you're opening the Bible. It's, it's, not, it's not what verse you read. It's who is talking to you. It's, it's what are you hearing on the inside. What sound are you hearing on the inside of your soul? So it means that those who refuse the spirit and are trying to learn God through nature, nature will talk to them. But those who have the unction, when they look at nature, the unction can still talk about God through nature too, not just through scripture. But it will, it will say it with what? What he will say about it, he will give you the version that is exact. The way it is in Jesus. So you won't just be looking at, oh, nice mountain, oh, I feel God here. You won't be seeing just mountain. But the Spirit can, he can show you how mountains are in Jesus. He's the, the elevations of his nature. The all kinds of revelations about that has to do with truth. Do you go and say, you know, after a while, those who are ever learning, after a while they might even get mad because you know it's called that there's no end to a revelation you can get. You start seeing revelation in everything, and you start, you know, some will go into error and start teaching all kinds of things. You, you can teach heaven and earth, but I've never taught Jesus one day. Yeah. And that's one thing to increase. The Bible says that it will increase. There will be false prophet. Who is a false prophet? Is a prophet of a lie. Yes. Many false prophets. That will be a sign of the last times. With different strange revelations. High sounding. Hey, have you heard this one? Wait, that one is revelation. Hey, if you hear the way it's even sounding, is it true? Is it the truth? Is it the truth? What he is saying, is that the way it is in Jesus? Are you seeing that? Praise Jesus. But the anointing which you have received of him, it abideth in you. And you need not that any man teach you. This word, not any man teach you, is not that you don't need men. It's telling you that even if a man is, is sent to you, he's not, meant to, he's, not the, he's not your teacher. Right? When Jesus begins to send men to you, it's not just sending them to teach you in that direct sense. There is, what they're actually sent to do is to bring a ministry to you that will begin to teach you on the inside. Do you know, do you know that, that a lot of times, if you are sitting under an, an apostle, a lot of times, what is, there's not enough time for you to teach you every single thing in the, of the truth. There's not enough time for that. Most of the time, when he's opening, a lot of time he's giving off skill. He's doing all kinds of things with the Bible. He's to, he's for to tear open portals of this unction so you can receive it. You will discover that if you are hearing well, if you are participating well of such ministry, for every one hour message preached, you might hear for 30 hours. When 
it had in word auction, picks the message and begin to talk about it. You begin to see it in, are you getting what I'm saying? You now realize that this word is not, it's just loud, but there's something that can shut down the mouth of the world. You can be walking on the earth and you are hearing something on the inside of you is talking to you, is teaching you. Praise Jesus. Glory to God. You need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things and is truth. That anointing is truth and is no lie. Even as it has taught you, you shall what? Abide in him. Now little children abide in him. That when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Praise Jesus. As it has taught you, you will, you will abide. You will abide in him. How many of you love this kind of thing, this kind of operation, this kind of, this kind of dealings? These are the things that will put you above the world. When you are in this world, in this zone, it's no longer a thing of, hey, can, is it possible? Is perfection possible? If you're, if you're speaking like that, you've not heard the voice of the spirit of truth before. Wow. It, when the spirit of truth is talking to you, when he's speaking, you will know that this is, you will just see, because he's, he's not teaching you in some kind of scattered, strange way. He's, Talking to you about a person, a man who actually exists, who is somewhere right now as we are speaking, is telling you about. There is a difference between you learning um, just principles on of something, abstract something, versus you learning something that is working. Do you understand what I mean? Yes, when the, the function is talking to you, it doesn't talk to you like it's just giving you some random rare stuff. If you are seeing it that way, the, the unction is the ministry of the unction is not awakened well. You need to press more and pray more into it. When the ministry of the unction is awake in you, what you'll be seeing is not scattered things. You'll be seeing laws in a man. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You will, and when you are seeing it, you will not be having unbelief whether, hey, can we get here? Can we attain this? You, you'll be seeing that these are actually his laws. These are actually a person. person. You'll be seeing those abilities. You see, the, the strength to love God with all your heart, with all your mind, all of those things are inside Jesus. The unction will, when he's talking, you will just be seeing it. You'll see how, you'll see how heart can be postured. That it can just be thoroughly satisfied with the love of God without wanting anything else. You see, that kind of thing is wholesome. Just reading Bible, dry will not can even cause more unbelief. It won't, it can't commend that kind of thing to your soul. We're talking about a powerful ministry that God wants to bless everybody. And there's no there's no favoritism here. 
You know what I mean? He's been given already. God has already sent his son. The moment he made that thing one with flesh and gave, when the Logos was made flesh, I said, we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. God so loved the word I gave his only begotten son. Whosoever, that thing is whosoever. They, they've opened it to whosoever. That's the beauty of this thing. God cannot change his mind again. When you go into Hebrew and begin to see that there's an oath behind that thing, he's standing as your high priest. He's backed by an oath that God will have to self-destruct for him to change his mind and say that, no, you are no, no. You have to understand something. That it's just that we don't know it. We are not desiring it. We're not longing for it. There is no person who doesn't have a portion in this ministry. There's nobody who doesn't have it. Just make up your mind. Just decide. Ask for God. Ask for mercy. You see, when you are praying for God's mercy, it's not that you are praying, God, please choose me. It's not that kind of thing. You are, it is mercy that told you pray. Your own mercy is inside God. Your name is written on it. Nothing can ever change it. It's just for it to come to you. You have to pray for it. You have to, and how you, how you connect your mercy is you have to rent your heart. You have to, you have to, you know, that's what prayer, prayer is powerful. Prayer is the registration of interest. I'm God, hear my heart. My heart is calling for this thing. That's why you pray, those prayers that you pray is to call forth a mercy that has your name on it in the heart of God to find you, Ob- obtain mercy. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Obtain mercy and find grace to help. Just begin to pray and yes, thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you. Oh, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Lord, you have heard the cries and the supplications, the prayer of your children. Thank you for every heart that has registered their desire, Lord, to to come into this ministry of the spirit of truth. I ask, oh God, begin to open up your channels of your spirit within every heart. Activate the unction which the anointing we received of him abided in you. Amen. I ask, Lord, that abiding anointing, let it become operational within every heart to guide us even into the way of truth. But I ask that no soul under the sound of my voice will miss the way. Our feet will become firm and solidified in the way of truth. Thank you, our God. We give all the praise to your name. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You dwell between the cherubim. Shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim. Shine forth. Between the cherubim, shine.